This is Story and Rain Talks, the Story and Rain podcast. I'm Tamara, founder and editor in chief. After over 20 years in the fashion and magazine industries, I launched StoryandRain.com, a digital fashion, beauty, and lifestyle publication where we're bridging the gap between reading a magazine and shopping its pages. On this podcast, you'll discover the emerging trends and tastemakers that matter right now. As a catalyst for creativity and through candid conversations with our community of cultural arbiters, we're your resource for discovering today's most interesting people, projects, and products. And we'll explore the origins for game-changing ideas and careers. With our high-low approach to style and the belief that there's magic in the mix, we're going to inspire you to live your most stylish life. Hunter McGrady is a third-generation model who is killing it, and she's doing it with kindness and compassion. I was a first-row witness to those beautiful vibes during her photo shoot for Story and Rain recently. One of Hunter's missions is to help nurture women of all body types. The fresh-faced blonde grew up in the mountains of Malibu and has Icelandic roots. Her mother was personally mentored by modeling industry icon Wilhelmina Cooper. Currently a size 18, Hunter is the curviest model to be featured in Sports Illustrated's famed swimsuit issue and for four years running. Her size has changed over the years and she embraces that. An impressive accomplishment for someone under 30, last year she released her size inclusive line for QVC. Recently married, Hunter has worked with brands like The Knot to help dispel the common practice of a woman shedding weight for her wedding day. A social media influencer and brand ambassador, Hunter works with huge brands like Olay, Revlon, and Amazon. And during our talk, I asked Hunter about how her mother prepared her for the business. We discussed the pivotal moment that caused her to take a break when she was turned away from a photo shoot because of her size. We also discussed her tried and true practice of daily affirmations and her relationship with anxiety and depression. I asked her about the details of her experience with and the inner workings of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. We get into the treatment that plus and curve models receive in the industry and how she's navigated that landscape. I got the scoop, of course, on how she met her husband on Tinder, and you'll hear all about her line and her work with QBC. Hunter discusses what it's like being a brand ambassador and how she became a social media influencer, and I tapped her for the items she loves and the reasons why and more. Here's one true blue beauty from the inside out, Hunter McGrady. Hi, Hunter McGrady. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, I want to start at the beginning. What kinds of things were you interested in as a child? Gosh, it's funny. I was a very um, reserved child. So now I'm definitely a little bit more like out there, outspoken, um, However, I love being in front of the camera. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I was interested in. I was in, interested in, in, in cameras and, and being on set with my dad and looking at magazines and models. And I just love that like glamorous kind of side of life. Um, I, I mean, my mom always says my very first kind of go at her knowing I wanted to be a model was when I was probably four years old. Wow. Yeah, I lit up. And that was one of my next questions was when were when and how were you bitten by the modeling bug? <laughs> yeah, my mom was a model, my grandmother was a model, my aunt, my dad is currently still an actor. So I knew that. I didn't I what I didn't realize Hunter was that there were more models in your family other than your mom. Mhm. I know. They're my- all on your mom's part. side of the family, I take it. 
Yeah. You've got good genes, girl. <laughs> yeah. I so think you were, you were reserved. You yeah. were shy. But you had this sort of pull towards towards being not shy and kind of being on you had a, you had an interest in that yeah i you know i think like i said i think as early as like four or five years old i was really interested in it and my mom noticed how you know yes i was shy and i was a little bit more reserved but i would really come alive in front of the camera and i think that you know as far as I know, a lot of my girlfriends who are in the industry kind of feel the same way. Um, again, now I'm kind of more or less a personality and I'm in the public eye, but I'm still very reserved and shy. And it's true. A lot of performers or people that are in the public eye have this very shy side to themselves. Right. You have to be like an introverted extrovert, essentially. Yeah. And your father, as you said, he's a working actor mm-hmm. um, and he's an artist as well. Right. And your mother is a former model who was mentored by Wilhelmina Cooper herself. So what was like life at home with them? You touched on that a little bit. When you recall thinking about each parent and their work, what do you recall? You must have great memories. Yeah. I grew up going to set with my dad. Um, what sets were you going to? Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Like everything from, um, Grey's Anatomy to CSI to movies. He did. I mean, he's been in so many freaking things. He's done this for now almost 40 years. So, um, you know, and it was funny because I would always show up at school and I was like, Oh, you got, wait, you guys aren't going on set too. Like I thought it was like normal. I was like, wait, not everyone's dad's an actor. Like, you know, so they couldn't really relate to me, but I just loved, that's what I grew up doing. I mean, he would always take us. Um, I would be at like craft services, which is where they have all yep. like goodies to eat. And I would be like grabbing my little baggie and then going into the trailer and sitting. You were at home on set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and as far as my mom, you know, she had um, stopped modeling, uh, you know, when I was around. But I, you know, I vividly remember even going through a breakup and she stayed up with me till two in the morning for about a week, every single night, just, I would just cry. And she would, I'd be like, mom, tell me about your days in New York and Studio 54 <laughs> and being on set. And I just, I just really idolize her. I still do. I love that. Like you were being soothed by your mother's modeling stories. Yeah, exactly. You know, not many people can say that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, since it's relevant to part of our conversation, can I ask what size you are at this moment? I'm a size 18 right now. And how did your mother speak to you about modeling and body type and size? What kinds of advice or information did she share with you, Hunter? She, here, my, the thing is that my mom was not a plus size model. She was a, you know, what you would consider a conventional straight size model. Um, however, she never made me feel, um, bad about my body. When I first started out modeling, I was a straight size model. I'm six feet tall. I was 114 pounds. You're um, so tall though. My yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but she always said the moment you don't feel comfortable, we're calling it. Okay. And 
she never made my body an issue. Never. She always celebrated. She's from Iceland. So she's European. She has a very European flair. Like we're very comfortable with who we are in our bodies. Um, she used to always say, and she still always says, she goes talking about your body and your weight is so boring. And I like that. It's so true. She's like, it's like the least interesting thing to talk about. It's the least interesting thing about you. And so that's the mindset I grew up with, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she, you expressed an interest in modeling. Um, and she just talked to you about, like, she didn't, she didn't focus on, what kind of model you could be, what kind of size, you know, what, what your, where you would fit in the world of, of modeling. She just sort of talked to you about modeling, right? She didn't. Yeah. And I think, you know, both of my parents prepared me for this industry, just saying, you know, listen, it's a tough industry. There's a lot of rejection and know that going into this and be prepared for that. And my skin has gotten really, really thick over the years. Uh, it wasn't quite like that. <laughs> in the beginning. No, I bet. Um, yeah. So I, I've had to develop a thick skin in this business. Well, let's talk about that. How exactly did you get your start in modeling? I started when I was about 15, 16 years old. Like I just said, I was a straight size model. So, um, you know, I would work some jobs here and there, but again, I was always told even at 114 pounds, I was a small size two to lose weight. You know, that's crazy. When people tell me these stories and I've worked in fashion my entire adult life, like I got, I got into fashion magazines when I was 23 or 24. And when people say things like that, it just, who is talking to people and saying these things? You were a small two. Yeah. And, like, and by the way, I was 15, 16 years old. I'm not even fully hit puberty yet. I'm right. still a child. Like I'm a child's body. Right. And, you know, for someone to tell me then to change it before it's even gotten to its full potential is quite damaging. So, you know, yeah, I, I started, uh, with that was kind of my first go around. And then finally the last straw I had taken a break from modeling because the last straw was, I had shown up at a photo shoot and it was for this t-shirt company. I went with my mom and they said, Oh, we didn't realize how big you were. And they turned me away from the photo shoot. So I had lost money that day. I had gotten a real punch in the gut. Um, well, I mean, nobody wants to walk onto set and then be turned away. Like you don't want to walk onto right. any job, right? Like you don't want to show up and then be right. told, oh, you're like actually not what we had in mind. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Especially at 16 years old when you're a sponge and everything you're, people are saying, you're really soaking in. So I said, you know what, mom? I'm going to take a break because I can't do this. I am dealing, I'm now at that time had developed depression, anxiety because of this. Um, and I took a break. I took a break for four years. I nannied, I, you know, did what, what I had to do to make money. Um, and then about six years ago or seven years ago, I learned about plus size modeling and I was, you know, it really wasn't big we didn't hear about plus size models. Um, you know, and I thought, well, you know, at that time I was about a size, small size 14. So I said, I'm going to give, you know, give this a crack at it. Like, let's see what happens. So I went into Wilhelmina. Um, they signed me that day. And then I was literally working the next week. I flew to Miami for swim week. And it was like confirmation that I was able to fulfill my dream while still loving my body. Absolutely. And speaking of that, 
how do you, how would you say you generally feel in your skin? Do you have both good and not so good moments like a lot of us do or? Oh yeah. You know, people often ask me, they're like, you know, what's the secret to uh, confidence and, and what's the formula? I'm like, there is none. You know, I still have bad days. Um, to be quite honest, today was one of them. Yesterday was one of them, you know, where all you want to do is, is lay around and you don't want to get up and you don't want to work on things you have to do. You don't feel so great about yourself. And, you know, I always tell people that's okay to have these days. Like, I know that this doesn't define who I am. Um, you know, and confidence is a journey. And I always say Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither was confidence. You're constantly going to be chipping away at it forever, but something beautiful is coming from it. You know, are there any tools or tricks that you use to get ready for a modeling job? Um, I'm really big on affirmations. Uh, I mean, daily affirmations as it is. I think going into it, especially if you're not having a, a not so great, you know, time or whatever, um, really working on your mental health. I mean, that I think is the most powerful thing uh over anything, over physical health, everything is really honing in your mental health and making sure you're in the right mindset and space to um, perform, you know, because you, you kind of have to be. Um, so I really work on myself. Like I have a shoot coming up in the next couple of weeks. It's a big shoot. And I know now, like in the next two weeks, like that's something I'm going to work on for myself. I haven't, um, you know, been in as physical in the last eight months. I don't think many of us have. So, you know, I kind of have to, uh, change the way I'm thinking about myself and, and not beat myself up so much, give myself a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. And you, so you've been in speaking of big shoots, you've been in sports Illustrated's iconic swimsuit issue four years in a row. How did that opportunity come about? So, um, gosh, in 2016, at the end of 2016, um, I got called in by MJ Day, who's the editor-in-chief of the Swimsuit Issue, um, because I had just worked with two photographers, Ben Watts and James McCarry, and they had both mentioned to MJ, they were like, you, you should meet this girl. When did you, what job were you on when you met um, Ben and James? With Ben Watts, I was a Melissa McCarthy campaign. And with James McCarry, I was the first, and I think only, I don't think they've ever had a um, plus size model in Treats Magazine. Oh, okay. So he had shot me for that. And that shoot was the one that kind of catapulted my career. Like people saw that shoot and were like, what was that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, then I met with MJ Day and she asked me if I wanted to be a part of the issue. This was coming off the heels of Ashley being on the cover um, the year before. And I was like, are you blown away? You know, I had only been in New York for less than a year. Um, I moved to New York with, I mean, $2,000 and uh, hope <laughs> that something would happen. And it did. And it was just really awesome. And I've been you know, back ever, every year since. So, um, it it was a huge life changer for sure. So exciting. It's, and it's such a, it really is just like a, an iconic thing to be a part of, you know, I, I think about my career and some of the jobs that I've had and, you know, working for interview, interview magazine, interview magazine is an iconic magazine Working working for Cosmo, another kind of iconic magazine. You think of sports illustrated, 
um, and their swimsuit issue. It's super iconic. So that's like one, that's like a yeah. bucket list, right? Checking off totally. the bucket you're, list. You're up there with, you know, the greatest models of all time. And it, and it's, you know, those were the, the models that I also looked up to. So it's really wild. My second year I was, I was like one page before Christy Brinkley and I was just like, wow, what a full <laughs> yeah. moment. A pinch me moment. What's the yeah. fitting process like for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit? What's that like? It's interesting. So you fly, you fly to your destination, you get off the plane and you go immediately into fittings. So you basically walk into a room with thousands of swimsuits. And what's great about, um, the Sports Illustrated team and MJ Day is they really let you have your um, kind of free reign to say, hey, listen, what do you feel comfortable in? This is about you. This isn't about what we, you know, want to see you in. It's what do you feel comfortable in and what do you feel like you can move in? So we try on a lot of bathing suits um, and kind of, you know, we take Polaroids of each one and, you know, I, I pick which ones I really love and then they narrow it down to which ones they want to shoot. Um, but it's really wild. Like last year we shot in Bali and I, you know, had flown for almost a day and a half and then you get off the plane and you go right to fittings. It's, you know, it's chaos, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was thinking that the, the idea around that as you're talking about this, and it's funny because I actually, I worked for a fashion director many years ago while at Cosmo who had worked on a bunch of those Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues before coming to Cosmo. She was, she was there for a while actually. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that the idea is to get models into the setting and into the suits to see like what's working. It's sort of different. I would think it's kind of different than most other photo shoots where it's sort of, you might want to plan a little in, in advance, but there it's a, sort of about like getting into the setting yeah. and then getting in and trying things on and seeing actually what's popping, what's working. Yeah, and it, you know, listen, it's a very vulnerable thing, right? Like being in a swimsuit for a lot of women is vulnerable. And so you, they, that's what I love about them is that, you know, I've been on many sets where they basically give you something to wear and say, here, make it work. I don't care if you're comfortable in it or not. Whereas with Sports Illustrated, you know, MJ and the team are more like, no, no, no. We want you to feel good and feel sexy. Um, my very first shoot with Sports Illustrated was body paint. So I was completely naked. Mm -hmm. um, which was wild. I mean, I was one of the last women to shoot body paint with Joanne Gary, who was iconic, has been with yeah. the magazine for years, worked. I mean, she's amazing. Um, which was a 12 hour process. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, I've been everything from naked to painted. <laughs> paint. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that's collaborative about that process besides, um, getting into the right suit? Are you, when, when you, you talk about um, being made to feel confident and sexy? Is it, do you have a hand in things like hair and makeup or what you like for that? Or is that sort of a separate thing? Yeah. I mean, everything is very collaborative. Wow. It's awesome because, you yeah. know, even with hair and makeup, it's, you know, they always ask, do you like it? Is this how you would, would you add anything? Would you take anything away? Would you, you know, and I think that's why it makes it so different. It sets itself apart from other, you know, shoots and things because a lot of times you just, you just do, you show up and you do as a model, that's your job. Right. So, you know, it is very interesting, um, 
to be able to have, you know, even that little bit of say, and, you know, as far as like what music you want to listen to, what poses you think look best, like it is very collaborative. Um, and I think that's why they get such epic shots and moments. Yes. Uh, so similar to prepping for a shoot or a job, is there anything that you do like while on set to mentally prepare? Are you saying your affirmations? Are you getting, how, how do you get into the zone? I am such an affirmations girl on set. I'm, I mean, I'm an affirmations girl in my life in general. I will say it literally all day long, especially if I'm having a bad day, I'll double up. Um, also, I think music has that really important like quality that can you know, take you out of a slump or put you in a really great mood or make you feel sexy. So a playlist is very important to me. I will curate a playlist um, to listen to while I'm on set. Perfect. Um, so far in your career, how do you feel you've been treated as a model? Um, you know, as a, as a plus size model, you don't get, you know, you, you, you kind of have to demand the, the equal treatment. And, um, that is what is, I think the hardest about it, you have to be really loud because, you know, whether or not we like it, um, yes, things are changing, but at a very slow pace. So, you know, you, you kind of have to make your space in this industry. You know, there's many times I show up on sets and, um, you know, even a few years ago where I would have maybe two items of clothing that were my size. And, um, if that was, you know, if that's all they had, that's all they had. Whereas now if I show up on set, I'll be like, what's the deal? You know why? I think it's important to speak out and say, why, you know, were you more prepared? Why is there not more? Like I could have helped, you know what I mean? Like it's important to let these things be known. Yeah. It's a really good point that things aren't happening. Things are happening, but they're not necessarily, not necessarily happening fast enough. Um, and so Hunter, you've also worked really closely with quite a few brands already in your career. Can you name all of them for the sake of this conversation? Oh my gosh. I don't even, it's so- Who have you partnered most closely with? Recently, Olay. And I've partnered with them the last three years. Um, however, this year they've made me one of their new faces, which is like such a dream come true. Um, you know, again, I grew up not seeing myself represented in the media. So to see, I never understood quite why plus size women could not do makeup or beauty ads or shoe ads, as that is not something that typically has like a size you know, that has to do with weight attached to it. So to see someone like myself in these magazines is just, you know, my Facebook, like huge, it, it basically saying like, here I am, here's a skincare ad. And by the way, it's unretouched. Like they introduced their skin promise at the beginning of the year where they're um, no longer retouching any photos, no nothing. And they're asking the same of their influencers. So that has been one of the most recent ones that I've been really close, you know, partnering with. That's been amazing. Is there anything you look for when entering into a partnership with a brand? Is there anything that you just won't tolerate? Um, I really 
am honed in on inclusivity. Um, I look at not just the outside, like the glitz and the glam of the the brand, but like, who are the people working for you? Like, do you have women of color? Do you have women? Do you have uh, people from all different backgrounds? Do you have, um, you know, X, Y, like that is very important to me. Um, And same on the front end. Do you, do you, um, promote these people? Do you have them on your Instagram feed? Do you have them on your websites? You know, do you have various sizes? That's one of the reasons why I went with QVC for my clothing line, which I'm sure we'll get to, but I, because I had asked, gotten asked by a few other people um, to partner with me, but they didn't want to give me larger sizes. And I said, no, I, you know, really? Yeah. And I, you know, for me, it's not about the money. I would rather stay authentic and lose a dollar than take the money and totally wipe away everything I've worked so hard for, you know, for for so many years. Good for you. When do you feel that you're at your most creative? Um, I think when I, you know, it's interesting. I think it kind of comes off and on. I, I typically find myself being the most creative in the middle of the night. I'll just wake up and, think of something or I'll have a whole design in my head. Um, that's where my notes app <laughs> kind of comes in, in handy. Um, but I also, then I never sleep. <laughs> yeah. What do you love most about what you do? What do you say? I think I love, um, the impact that I'm able to have. Um, that is something that has kind of you know, I, I never went into it with that in mind, but that's been something that has come with everything that I've done. And that is the most important thing that, you know, I could ever wish or want in my career. And, um, it's really awesome. I didn't think that it would be like it is now. You talked a little bit about some of the struggles, but are there any other struggles that you've encountered in your career and kind of how did you power through them? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I often talk about this on my social medias, but like dealing with anxiety and depression, like, you know, again, I've, I'm kind of, you know, in the public eye. So I get invited to events and to do really cool things and to travel cool places. However, like I have to kind of get past the anxiety and depression part. And I have to literally talk myself into doing these things. And that's something, again, I didn't go into this career thinking, oh, I'm going to live this glamorous lifestyle. Like it was like, if that comes great, if not, whatever. Um, so I've had to really be in the moment and talk myself into doing these certain things and allowing myself to take these moments in and have these moments and know that I'm deserving of these moments. To not get in your own way. Yeah. Yeah. What's been your most fulfilling career moment to date? Do you have one? I mean, we talked about sports Illustrated. Would you say it's sports illustrated or or I would say it's, Sports Illustrated. Here's my thing. Because I never, like sports, people always said, oh, what's your dream job? What's your dream job? I never said things like Sports Illustrated because I didn't think it was ever in the realm. Like it was so not even of my mindset that I was like, why would I say something like people are going to be like, oh, like you poor thing, you know, (laughs) like you're never, right? So then to get that 
And then for it to quite literally change my life. I mean, when that went out, I was doing press for, I mean, nine months straight, like almost every day. Like it was just insane. It just wow. Yeah, that it, must it, have been, that's thrilling, but draining too, huh? It is, but it was a wild, fun ride. I, you know, I had just landed in New York essentially. And I was like, wow, okay, this is awesome. Um, you know, and that was the catalyst for my entire career. So that's like that very first shoot is just so memorable and definitely the most fulfilling um, because it also made a really big impact. And you said you decided to go with QVC because they were the sort of the first company or brand that were, you know, hoping to allow you to create designs in all sizes. When did they approach you? This was at the, I want to say the very beginning of 2019. Um, again, I had been asked by a couple of brands. However, they would only Can you say who they are. I don't want to say who they are, but they were big, big brands and they would only go to a two X, three X. And I said, not good enough. So we moved on and I just said, you know what? The perfect person's going to come around, whether, you know, I have to do it myself and invest into it myself. Fine. Then QVC came and they, you know, I met with them and they said, well, we don't typically do up to a five X, but for you, we will do up to a five X and we want to expand our other newer brands into a 5X. Plus we want to give you three inseams, petite, regular, and tall. So I, I said, that. yeah, I said, sign me up. So we are a uh, double zero to 36 extra, extra small to 5X. And we're three inseams because by the way, inclusivity doesn't just stop at size. Yeah. It stops at height too. I'm six feet tall. Like I'm going to be a different um, inseam than my girlfriends who are five foot one, <laughs> you know? Right. right. Um, are those sizes selling like crazy? The, the larger sizes are always the first to go. They're always the first to go, right? Yeah, because um, there, there's because how I mean, it's it's probably very hard to find a five X anywhere, right? It is the the demand highly outweighs the supply, and the thing is, is that there's people out there who are a five X and they deserve fashionable clothes. Yeah. You know, fashion is not a. Um, it doesn't stop at a size. It doesn't stop at an age. You deserve to feel good and look your best at any size, at any age, at any point in your life. And, you know, I really wish that other brands would get on board because they're really missing out on a huge, 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 um, consumer base, you know, and, and, and a lot of money. <laughs> Do you feel a tie toward the design process? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I've always had a passion for it. Um, luckily, again, this is something where QVC basically said, we're going to give you the creative reign. Go run with it. Have fun. Um, which is really wild because typically, you know, if you partner with somebody, I've, you know, partnered in the past with a couple people and they, they say, oh, well, we really like this. Do you like it? We're going to put your name on it and whatever. This is so different because they're literally like, you tell us, this is from your perspective. Um, and what's also cool is that it's from a plus size perspective and sized down as far as, you know, it, we're typically used to people designing who are a straight size and aren't really plus, and they don't really know how to design for a plus body and then size up. Yeah. 
Um, do you get a lot of like, is it, how, how much creative freedom is there? Are, are you confined to certain fabrics and certain sourcing and no? There is so much creative freedom. It is wild. Like if I say, I really want a, you know, sparkly green shirt with a dinosaur on it. They'll be like, if you think that is what people want, we will give you this option to look at it. And wow. we will pull, that's what's so wonderful about it is again, it is so collaborative and it is so, um, you know, they, they said in our first meeting, this isn't, this isn't a dating thing. We're married now. So we're mm. going to be collaborative. Mm. Um, you're going to have a say in it, a big say, and it's been awesome. Good for you for really holding out uh, for the kinds of, you know, look what came to you. You know, you were discerning and you held um, to your beliefs and you you have a great partnership with them now. So Hunter, also, I mean, you're considered a social media influencer. Mm -hmm. How did that begin to take shape, would you say? So I, gosh, you know, being a social media influencer is still pretty new to me. I've only been at it for about a year. my, one of my girlfriends, Katie Storino, she's awesome. Um, she owns a company called make a babe. She messaged, she, I was talking to her one day and I said, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm posting this product. Um, I don't even remember who it was for. It was for a skincare line. And I said, they're paying me like $150. And she was like, Hunter, what? She was like, you are crazy. You don't know what you're doing. You're literally just giving it away for free. Like you're promoting this. You're essentially endorsing these products. So I, she kind of, you know, said, listen, stop what you're doing. Let me tell you about what, what I'm doing and what a lot of us are doing and getting into. Um, and then cut to, I ended up, um, meeting with this, um, company called digital brand architects, which is the very first influencer agency to exist. And they signed me. And that is another thing that's totally changed my life because I'm able to, you know, work with brands that I authentically love and talk about them. And, you know, it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, that was actually my next question for you is when did you, when did they take you on? When did DBA take you on and what's it like working with them? Um, I love though that Katie like, you know, showed you the ropes. Like she totally did. I had no idea. I was like, what? I was like, wait, people are, tr- wait, huh? You can make money off that. Like I had no idea. And, um, she was like, Hunter, you just wait, like, this is going to be huge. And she was right, you know? And so, so I really thank her for that. Um, and yeah, I signed the DVA. I want to say 2019, 2018. Um, yeah, maybe 2018 because I had done sports illustrated and a, um, publicist friend of mine said, you have to meet with this company. They would love you. And I, who did you meet with over there? Um, I met with, um, Vanessa Flay. Do you know the DBA team? I know some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa and then Risa in New York. I know Risa. She is such a great, she's such a powerhouse. She's such an awesome chick. I love her. She is. Would you say that you're a voice for size inclusion, body positivity? What is the key principle you stand for as a model and influencer? Would you say? Um, inclusivity all across the board. I, I, you know, I'm all about representation matters. And what do fans and people most share with you about how you've influenced or affected them? What do Um, you hear from people? The way that they feel about their body or the way that they um, look at their body. 
I mean, I've had everything from preteens who are like 12 years old message me saying, you know, I'm, I'm getting bullied in school, but you know, I follow you. My mom lets me follow you. And it's really helped me to women who have messaged me saying, you know, I've never had sex with my husband without a shirt on, but after following you, I've been able to really come to terms with my body and really look at how beautiful it is. Um, you know, and again, I don't just talk about body. I think it's important to use, you know, my platform to talk about other things. Like I'll talk about like ingrown hairs and nipple hair and <laughs> coloration and all these things that like women were always told to really suppress and to, um, kind of shush shush on. And I'm like, no, let's talk about this. Like we all have these things. Why are we so ashamed of them? Yeah. You know, I think that's really interesting. You know, we hear a lot, you know, these days about how social media can be really bad or, you know, can be dangerous or can be, you know, can create anxieties and create problems. But here, I like the story that you tell of how, um, I, I forgot what you said, 12 years old, was this person was allowed to look on social media because it was actually helping them. Right. right? Like looking right. at your profile on social media was was not something that sort of tore them down, but it was something that built them up. So, right. And that's where, you know, representation comes into play. We need to see more women on the covers of magazines, on billboards of all different sizes in our television screens our movie screens, you know, commercials across the board, because these, this next generation is looking and we need to raise them up to love themselves and know that they are worthy and they are valued. Yeah. Do you personally have any role models or someone whose career maybe that you admire? Um, my mom always, she's, she's my role model from, from day one. She's such a, a fierce warrior and, um, her career was incredible. Her life is incredible. I'm like, mom, please write a book, which she is working on because like for the stories she's, the things she's experienced is just, oh, it's incredible. She's an incredible woman. Back to social media for a second. Do you think there's anything that's hard about being so tied to social media for you? I think that sometimes you do feel a responsibility to share these moments. And sometimes you don't necessarily want to. Um, And I think that that's kind of hard. You know, also there's this, like, you have to be you have to keep some things private, right? Like, because otherwise you're quite literally just giving everybody your life on a silver platter. So for instance, I had posted my husband, you know, a few times and then I stopped posting him because he was getting a lot of people being like, Oh, you're Hunter's husband or whatever. And then people started saying, well, where's your husband? Are you guys still together? Are you? And I'm like, Oh no. A whole other conversation that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to get into this because you know, it's, it's, that's my personal life, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's like you're telling stories online and it kind of invites that's it invites people to sort of like continue the story on in their own heads. Yeah. And then it's, you've got to, when it comes to a relationship, like your husband the relationship, that's deeply important to you. You want to, you want to try to avoid those pitfalls. Yeah. So do you have a way of, is there, is there something that is, is that what you think? Do you sort of think about that on a daily basis, what to post and what not to post? Do you have like do you have rules that you sort of live by or you just kind of get a gut feeling about, about it? 
I'm kind of just off the cuff. If I get a good yeah. feeling about it, I'll just post it or in the moment, you know, I think it's important to be in the moment to say things that you feel in the moment and to share these things. And I have opened up my platform and I always tell people I want it to be an open door. Um, I did a, a show recently and they had some people write in and one of the girls said, um, you know, one thing I like about her is that she always responds to my DMs. And that was the best compliment I could have ever gotten because I always want people to know that I'm listening. I'm here to listen and I'm here to talk to you and I'm here to create this community. It's all I've ever wanted. Um, So that was really special to hear. Activist, advocate, model, brand ambassador, designer, social media influencer. What is, what is most rewarding in everything that you do? Oh my gosh. I think it goes back to the the response from women. Um, just the response that they feel heard. You know, I, I, when I was about 15 years old, I heard Oprah being interviewed by Katie Couric and Katie Couric said, so I'm now in the seat and I want to ask you, you've interviewed everybody from shakes to uh, celebrities to people in third world countries who are poorest of the poor. What's the common denominator? And she said, I want everybody to, or everybody has a story and everybody wants to be heard. And I have that playing in the back of my head with everything I do. And that is the most rewarding thing behind everything I do is that I hope that everybody leaves talking to me or just seeing what I do, feeling heard and feeling valued. Do you want to continue on that path of weaving in modeling with being a brand ambassador, being an activist, or or do you have other pursuits that you are looking to explore? I do want to continue, you know, weaving in all those things, which are really special to me, but I do want to expand my brand. I want to expand. um, I would love to have my own talk show one day. I would love to expand all worthy into um, like intimate shoes, accessories, like things that we never would have thought about. I just want to build and build and build and build. And, you know, I think one thing that I've always uh, Ben is I never see an end. So like I see so many different things in my life and it's always hard for me to kind of grasp at one and go, I'm going to start here and then I'm going to build that. Like, so, you know, I think that there's a lot more to come. Um, I love a talk show for you. Oh yeah. Well, there may be, we'll see what I want to be in story and rain wants to be involved somehow. We want to do, yeah. we want to segment on your talk show. I I see that. I so <laughs> see that. We'll see what 2021 brings. Maybe there's something up my sleeve. Good, good, good. Okay, so we're going to end with our lightning round, which we always do. Uh, what are you binge watching? Shit's Creek. You met your husband on Snapchat. What is your advice for meeting a partner online? Do it. Do it. Um, I always tell people, don't shy away from Tinder. Don't shy away from Bumble. Don't shy away from these things because you never know you can make the love of your life on these apps. Favorite date night meal? Enchiladas. Go-to fragrance. Ooh, um, I have them all here. Diptyque Rose. Oh, I love a rose fragrance, actually. Go-to lip gloss. Ooh, I'm not a lip gloss person, but I do- You're a lipstick person. I'm a lipstick person, but I'm a lip liner person more than anything. I love um, Kim Kardashian was the KKW lip liner in love. 
Chef's Kiss, my favorite. I love it. You're, it's, you're so funny. You're the, you're the second person that said Chef's Kiss today. <laughs> Isn't that random? That is so funny. Isn't that so funny? I do. I love the KKW um, makeup. I think it's really good. I love the colors. Good yep. color. Um, bedding. What do you love for bedding? Um, I love a crisp white Brooklyn linen. Hmm. Pajamas are something to sleep in. What do you love? I love a matching pajama set um, from Soma Intimates. They're cool. Oh, that I like that. Yeah, I do have some nice things. Check it out. Like a, like a, like a top and bottom. Yes. Like matching, matching. Love that. Um, jeans besides your own from QVC. Um, good American. What do you love for a warm winter coat or jacket? Like when you need to bundle up, what are you wearing? I am wearing, I actually just got one from, um, Orale which was amazing. They made that, um, that Amazon down coat. I have it. Oh my God. That what is. What color did you get Hunter? Red. Oh, you got the red one. That's yes. That's yes. I need every color though. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. There's like a very cool mustard color, but Ugh. you've got to, yeah, you got to own it when you wear the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Navy blue one. Um, favorite piece from your QVC collection right now. Um, the faux fur coat. Brand you're dying to collab with? Oh, I would love to collaborate with um, Savage Fenty. Favorite photo app? Um, color Tone. Perfect. Hunter, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love the shoot that we did recently, and I think people are going to love it too. I'm so excited. It was so awesome. Bye. Thanks. Bye, babe. Thank you.